What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Gentlemen, we're continuing our division dive series as we trek on through the dog days of summer. Rookies have started reporting to some training camps, full-on training camps for all 32 teams in the NFL starting next week so that officially means that the 2022 2023 nfl football season is here and i know that all of us on the show are pretty excited about that no it's like it's like it's like christmas no i i think football is the worst sport this is what it is it's (laughs) it's actually christmas in july i think football is terrible that is true that is that is a, a valid point besides, you know, the, the draft and everything that happens with free agency and the draft, you know, in the off season, this is the next best thing until we can finally get to, to games being played because now we know Ross 90 man rosters and invites are everybody's getting ready to show up. You can look at your team's 90 man camp invite list. You can start to, Picture it in your head. You know, you know who your guys are, who are some of the new guys. You can read your daily reports on who's doing what in practice, how, you know, scheme fits may be looking, all that kind of stuff. And so if you're a true diehard fan, which if you listen to this show, chances are you are, that kind of stuff gets the little football nerd and you really excited because you can start to, you know, anticipate what you may or may not be looking forward to come the season. So we're going to start off with uh, our drink of the night like we do every night on our show, brought to you by our buddies at String Sports Brewery. And um, I got here into town in Huntsville and, of course, had, you know, I've got no idea where the hell anything is. So I, after I got checked into the hotel, just had to figure out, like, where's the closest place I could get a beer? Cheap. And uh, lucky enough, there was a Walmart about a mile down the road. So went ahead and got – PBR brought it back to the hotel, so that's what I've got. Hold on, you found a Walmart in Alabama and you got a PBR. Wow, <laughs> it's know. been a long. I've logged a lot of miles on this trip in the great state of Alabama, and I'm not even halfway through the. Well, I guess I am halfway through the week now, but anyway, yeah, we're we're rocking PBRs in Alabama. I feel like they would welcome you for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm going slightly off the reservation today. Um, does that mean does that mean we're we're going away from hard liquor? No, oh God, no! What kind of a stupid? Well, then you're not that? off the reservation. I'm actually going harder in the paint. Oh well. Uh, paint thinner. Service. Paint thinner, to be exact. Okay. Um, I have I have mixed up some vanilla bean moonshine and a Coke. All right, so vanilla Coke with shine. Coke. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet though. I've just been shaking it because like I'm I'm actually kind of nervous about this one. Well, you know. Um, but if you grow up, a full man bun after one sip, we know it's good shine. Bot- bottoms up, I guess. Yep, there you go. It starts choking really bad. We know it sucks. Right, if he spits or, on fire. Oh man! Hey, <laughs> hey! 
That is good. <laughs> so Alex yeah. may have found his drink uh, during NFL football season when we watched. Oh yeah, it. I'm bringing. Yeah, no, wherever we go, or if we're doing it at the house, I'm bringing. Yeah, that. Well, we once do. once we figure out who gets you know Sunday ticket, whether it's Prime or whoever, we'll That's be we'll be owning that and fucking staying home and watching. Hey, I'm Matt, down. What do you dude. got with your uh, lifting competition a week away? What are you drinking? Water. <laughs> nah, I'm still gonna. I'm still boozing a little bit, you know. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not cutting. I just need to make sure I don't go over, you know. Yeah. The five pounds that I'm under right now. Well, there you go. The, the so no what carb beer. What I also got? blew through what my weight class was supposed to be, but hey, that's all right. <clears throat> it looks heavy. You gain weight. Um. So, in me being the basic white boy that I am. Yeah. I, basic. I have no shame. Um. On one side. Because I'm totally obsessed in Publix. Shout out to anybody who uh, shops at Publix. Go check out Liquid Death. They are buy one, get one. Like, buy one, get one free. Um, it's a great deal. I have yeah. way too much Liquid Death water in my house right now. It's kind of That's pathetic. Okay. So I've got a, a severed lime Liquid Death to combine with, apparently, I did not know they make these, but I'm kind of stoked on it. They make the big 24-ounce pounder. Hard Mountain Deuce. So I got a Baja Blast. Oh, yeah. Those are yeah, delicious. That, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> those are delicious. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> right on. It's the only, making, all the other ones are Mountain Dew, awful. They're making sugar-free Mountain Dew Baja Blast energy drinks. Hey, I'm all about that, too. I'm kind of in on that. I'm not going to lie. Pepsi, Pepsi finally got their shit together and was like, we need to capitalize on Baja Blast because that's the flavor. We're getting wild. We are getting wild on these uh pre-workout flavors and i'm all for it yeah there's some good stuff out there there's no ghost doubt. no it's doubt so dangerous why is it so good <laughs> uh because caffeine is fantastic that too i don't get to drink caffeine like really ever so this is this and the moonshine is a wonderful combination oh caffeine is like it's pathetic i probably consume like 500 milligrams of caffeine a day well, well that, that's not good that'll get you through the day <laughs> and, <laughs> that's not and pissing that's yeah, sure. really All good, right, boys. Well, let's uh let's get into the division dive series for tonight's show. Well, um, we'll start in the great white north of the NFC here, and we will start with a team who's got a new head coach and a second year quarterback, and that is Dub Bears. Dub Bears. The 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 questions I'll pose to you, gentlemen, is is what we typically discuss. You know, if you are a fan of the monsters of the midway what are you excited about what are you concerned about and um you know what are your expectations for the team this season with their new head coach um i mean oh one quick little thing alex while you gather uh your thought there i mean i would be a little optimistic i mean i wouldn't be like expecting the you know full run here but i got, I, I would be a little optimistic after some of these really bad years with some really bad coaching um i think it's a refreshing start i think it's going to help fields so we'll see what happens i'd be i'd be slightly optimistic if i were a bears fan i i'm listen i've always liked the nfc north uh minus detroit yeah. because they, minus they got Packers, get the hell out of here. Well, no, okay, <laughs> listen, aside from the Packers, 
She's head stuck. Let me let me reiterate that. Awful. She's head stuck. Awful. Um, listen, I, I but I like the I like the division. If you if you want to talk about a division that has had a really good competitive build outside of the the, the sad the Detroit Lions, the real sad cats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, really. The, the, Green Bay and, and and Chicago have had a storied, storied yep. competition between the two of them for years. And then you throw in Minnesota, who also combats with Green Bay and Chicago. I mean, those three teams are always constantly going at it. Um, it's just one of those good, you know, it's one of those divisions that you like to watch. You know, it's good. And now the division isn't getting any worse. I mean, you got you got huh? the MCDCs now, um, <laughs> you know, that's what the Detroit Lions should be named. They should change their name to the MCDCs. I, I, um, me and Steve are all in on that one. Yeah, no, I mean, so when you look at where the, the, where their division at as a whole in terms of, like, competitiveness and what the, you know, what it looks like, I think I think a lot of those fans have a lot to look forward to. In terms of the Bears specifically, I think you're going to, you've got a, a head coach that is now going to do enough with the quarterback that you brought in to be your starter that you're going to see a different Justin Fields. And I think that that alone is, is an exciting prospect to watch. I'm yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting with Matt Eberflus, you know, being a defensive coordinator from the Colts coming over. But you yeah. know that but sometimes look, the defensive guys are the best teachers to the quarterbacks because they can try to break down yeah. what – they should be seeing and reading from a defense. So, well, look, it's going to be some transition for him, but I'm sure he's going to find his legs. And, uh, I mean, it's got to be better than what Nagy put him through. I would say Nagy was awful. And, I mean, let's be honest here. When the Bears are good, starts a defense. You get a defensive-minded head coach, they can help a young quarterback. Who knows? Now, I'm not sold on fields still. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, anti-fields. I'm just not – I'm, like, so pretty indifferent. Um, well, I mean, he's got to he's got to show he's got to make that jump, right? He's got to show some year two improvement. The, the Nikhil Harry pickup was, um, I think, a pretty smart move. Um, it's a good fresh start for him. Yeah, I think it's a good fresh start for uh, Nikhil. I think it gives Fields at least a young weapon. Um, I- I'm excited about it. Listen, if you go and watch what helps. the Bears have done at the quarterback position the last what ten years, it's been it's well, terrible. I mean, we could go down the whole rabbit hole. And we don't need to. Well, I know, but in terms of what that team, how how poorly they have managed that one position. I mean, out of we can we can keep it really simple and really fast. Look at the last example, Trubisky. Absolutely mismanaged. That kid should have let. Been and he's able got to talent, fly. right? He's got talent. Like it's just sad. It's sad to see a team that. Can, I mean, y'all know where I put really him in good. my top twenty-five in my top thirty-two quarterbacks. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, Trubisky. So, uh, besides, sp- speaking of quarterback, though, besides Fields, who do you boys think has to be or who is the most important player on this Bears team? Um, I mean, it might be a little bit too stereotypical of me, but I'm going to go Rokon Smith. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be, you know, the next that next great Bears Which middle I linebacker. I truthfully right? think he will. Man. I've been high on Rokon Smith since he got drafted or since he was in college. Yeah. Um, I was talking him up a little bit. Um, I think he's really good. Uh, Robert Quinn is probably the other guy that I would probably say that starts on defense. Um, the Bear, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what players you get. The Bears are just a good team when they have a good defense. It's just it's that DNA in nature. It's what are those teams? Yeah, I work. agree. So then, r- wrapping it up with the Bears, then if you you know you're a Bears fan in the Windy City this year, you had a six win football team with a rookie quarterback. Uh, who didn't play the, his, you know, the entire season. 
So what, you know, rookie head coach this year. So what's the, what's the expectations realistically if you're a Bears fan this year? Uh, I think you expect game to game. I, or I think you'll expect and see a little more competitiveness game to game. I don't know that the record's going to be all that much different per se, but I mean, I would, I would expect to at least be somewhat competitive and at least when it comes to game to game. Now record, I don't think so it, because it's a two. We'll get into it, but uh, six wins is probably about right. Maybe seven, right around the same, right around the same. But again, it's they're one of those teams where fans have to be reasonable and understand that you might not see statistically a lot of changes, but you're going to see better play just in general. You're going to see better decisions done for the offense. You're going to see probably better defensive play. Um, you're just going to see a fresh start. So you're going to probably see guys that are going to be playing with a little more passion because I think the Bears basically were like, all right, Nagy, we're over this. We're done. It's yeah. pathetic now at this point. So I, I just, again, I think you'll see a competitive spirited team. I just don't know that it's going to mean a lot of wins. Gotcha. What about you, Alex? I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat right now. Um, I mean, yeah, six win team last season weren't too great. Pick pretty high, but if you go and I mean, if you go and really look at at this team's roster, I mean, there's there's not a lot of veteran talent on there. Um, well, from a, from a winning, right, right. Um, where Roquan Smith comes in, I I mean. Right, but that's one. No, really young. You're wrong. But I mean, you got. I mean, their wide receiver group is 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 nothing to write home about, right? I mean, it's this is pretty much a signaling of a rebuild. What they they're committing to their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields for the time. Yeah. Um, and I think they should. He's only going into year two. I I still think you got a couple years to figure out if he's got it. But when you go and look at their roster, I mean, Nikhil Harry, Darnell Mooney. Dante Pettis, like those are their wide receivers. There's there's nothing there. Um, and then you go and look at their running back group and you got nothing. I mean, you got David Montgomery, who's 32 years old, and then that's it. You know? So I think from a fan perspective, it needs to be kept to the same expectations of last year with like a six-win team. Um, they could finish last in the division. They're going to play competitive, but they're not going to be able to score enough points to make a difference. There's just not enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to get that ship righted. Um, and they're, they're coming into a new system. Now, everybody, maybe, but from what I'm looking at, I just I don't know that this is a team that's going to be able to compete now. It's going to be a team that will compete later. Yeah. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll move it. On over to uh, we mentioned MCDC a little bit in this division. We'll move it over to those Detroit Lions. You know, just a three-win team in his first year. Obviously, the roster was just not an NFL, you know, quality roster. Um, you know, another uh, top draft pick again this year with um, the second overall pick being the hometown Aiden kid Aiden Hutchinson. So obviously, Lions fans are excited about. Their top pick. They're excited about year two of Motor City Dan Campbell at the helm. Um, you know, they were only a three win team, like we said, but the three of us talked about it all last year. They played hard for a three win team. I mean, they, they tied were really with the Steelers, who were a playoff team. team. So, you know, I'm sure that Lions fans are a little bit more excited going into year two, just knowing that. 
They've got some roster continuity. There's some young pieces, some building blocks. Um, you know, Jared Goff's the quarterback, and, and that's not, you know, necessarily the uh, the ideal, but it is a guy who played in a Super Bowl, so you know he's at least got experience in terms of playing um, in big games. So if you're a Lions fan, boys, what are you – what are you excited about? What are you concerned about? What are your expectations? Well, I think what you're excited about is just way too, way too easy to guess. I mean, come on, that's Aiden Hutchinson, baby. I'm excited yep. to kid play, especially for MCDC. Um, yeah, I, again, like we don't need to be a dead horse, but weirdly enough, a competitive three-win team, which is almost an oxymoron, um, right? I think, I think that could, they might, they've got a chance to double their win total. I, I do too, and I think you could actually have a solidly competitive division overall right. in terms of the sense that like, I don't think you're going to have a three-win team. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Goff is, Goff is serviceable for what they need right now. They're not trying to build their franchise to win a Super Bowl right now. They're trying to build for the future and create a franchise that can maybe, I don't know, string together a couple winning seasons for God's sake. I mean – Start somewhere, um, and I think they're doing it. I think they've been really smart, actually, how they're doing it. Uh, I've been kind of impressed with them, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm not even a Lions fan. I'm excited. Like I want to see yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. That's going to be a linchpin in this in this division, especially. Could could be a more important pick than we think as time goes on. Yeah, absolutely, Alex. What do you what do you think Lions fans' expectations should be? What are they What are they uh, maybe concerned about? What are they excited about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they should be worried about the quarterback position. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, I mean, if if they don't have golf, they're definitely worried. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to write home about at the position in general. I think the team is aware of that, and they know that there's really nothing out there for them. Um, I mean, for Christ's sake, their backup is David Blau and Tim Boyle, so. Yeah, they, um, they, be, they better hope Goff uh, doesn't uh, go down, or they may be trying to call yeah, up so the Niners. Goff, is, Goff has solidified himself as the team's starting quarterback, as he should. I, I think as a team, they should be a bit excited, right? DeAndre Swift's going to be healthy. Uh, they went out and got Jamal Williams. Yep, um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I, I mean, they got some stuff there defensively, though. They're looking good, right? Obviously, everybody wants to talk about Aiden Hutchinson. I think a guy that's kind of flowed under the radar and he's never going to disappear for me, go Gators, is Anzalone. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. he, he's, he's looking real good. He's doing well. Freaking, um, excuse me, they got freaking Jeff Akuda, who a lot of people have kind of forgotten about because he hasn't. Can't he, get buried either. Right. No, so I, I think that the team overall has a lot to look forward to. Um, they're, they're, they're doing what? What what Dan Campbell said. I mean, they're coming in. They're they're taking freaking kneecaps, man. Um, <laughs> yep. They, I mean, they went and got they they got Aquara, who the Giants gonna, had for a while. You're just you took those words out of my mouth. I was going to make that point when you were done. Yeah. No. I mean, so they've got a lot of good talent. Watch Aquara. Now, I mean, not to beat that part because we're not really dissecting the Lions as a like an in depth show here, but watch out for Aquara to possibly have some surprisingly better games with Hutchinson because it's going to be like all right. Who are we? Who who are we putting extra pressure against? Because now you actually have legit possible bookends. Yeah, and and like and, and it's and again they you, they have notables at, at almost every position. I mean they got Finally. it's not much to write home about, right? But they got Devin Funches at tight end, but that's 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 behind T.J. Hawkinson, who's doing really well at the tight end position. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they they went and got Amon Ross St. Brown. They got Khalif Raymond. They got freaking DJ Chark, which I don't I'm not excited about, but he <laughs> was good when he was used correctly. Well, again, uh, though, you got a quarterback that can throw a little bit better. You got yeah. a team that's probably a little I better. Think, I think for the team, I think they should just be excited because they were they were nobodies for a long friggin' time. And I know people like to joke about the friggin' Bears, or not the Bears, but the Browns, because they they were nobodies for a long time. But they're they're coming into their own, and they got the right guy at the helm to do it. I think as a fan, call me crazy, but you're you're looking at probably like an eight nine win team. Oh, get out of here. No, I'm serious, dude. Like, oh, if, you go and, if you go and look at their schedule, I mean, really I look at their schedule and take a look at what they have going on early on in the season and then late in the season. They have an early bye, which is going to suck for them. Um, yeah, right there alone tells me they're not winning eight games. I don't know, man. They they play the Jets. They play the Panthers. They play the Jaguars. They play the freaking Bears. They play the Giants. They play the Dolphins. They play a lot of teams that are just trying to find their way. They play Seattle, and I freaking hate to say it, but Seattle don't have anybody under center. So, Bro, hold on, hold on. Uh, you know what? I'm going to let you roll with that. I I'm just saying. When we, predict, when we have yeah, predictions. You know, and, and that's, wow. But see, that's my point. There's just a lot of question marks at the teams. I mean, God, their first game is against Atlanta, who has nothing. So if, if Atlanta beats them, then I think the fan base should be worried because Atlanta is going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. buddy. Well, yeah, preseason. My bad. I was looking at yeah, I was looking at preseason. But either way, I look. My personal, my personal opinion. I, I think you're looking at an eight nine win team, realistically. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, that would get that would get Lions fans excited. There. I mean, got I respect it because I've been on the you know MCDC train, but I mean, I, oof, that's some high expectations for a team that's zero. Well, he's not saying that he's not saying that's what the fans' expectations should be. He's just saying he thinks that that's what they can get. Oh to. no no no! Yeah. I'm there. Um. Trying to figure out how he's getting. So right, we can move on from that point. <laughs> You'll hear it yeah. when we get to my predictions. Oh, well, man. regardless, Lions, the Lions have some young talent that I know the fans are going to be excited about. A team that doesn't have the same type of young talent, but they've got a bunch of veteran talent and proven guys, is the team that's owned the division for years now. It's got the two time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, at quarterback. And that's the Green Bay Packers. Now, this team, obviously, no Devontae Adams at wide receiver. So, no, you know, legit number one wide receiver weapon for Rodgers. Does that mean they rely more on the, the, the dynamic duo running back with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and, and use them more, you know, lean on the running game and the offensive line while they wait for the wide receivers to kind of mash and develop defense is very very good obviously you've got some all pro players there with you know Jair Alexander at corner and uh Devonja Campbell at linebacker Rashawn Gary on the edge Kenny Clark at the nose tackle you know they brought in Quay Walker as a as a linebacker in the first round um as one of their first round picks um they've got Jaron Reed the defensive uh and from the Washington Commanders and free agency to kind of add some more defensive line depth. They got Devontae uh, so, Ryan, I mean, too. They, they, you know, they, they've got themselves a – in terms of players that have done something in this league and, and where they're currently at, they've got a, a, a talented enough 
championship level defense. You're Obviously, we know their special teams was terrible last year, but it's going to come down really to I think, you know, how how good Aaron Rodgers truly is at being able to elevate his offense, knowing that he doesn't have the same kind of weapons. So if you boys are, you know, Packer fans, and obviously, I mean, the the expectation has to be Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, realistically, with the, where the team is built, um, it, it has to be Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I think that's the expectation for them for a long – I think that's been the expectation for that team for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, they, they, they sure uh, shit haven't achieved it. Yeah, no, they sh- – yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see the Packers have such good talent for years and only get to see all. twice. Get the hell out of here. Wisconsin, go suck it. Like, Man. I'm tired of the Packers. We get it. Storied history. This is time for Aaron Rodgers to put up or freaking shut up. That's he what we're talking about. Really talented. Yeah, I mean, 50, 50 million a year, he's got to win a Super Bowl. Or otherwise, you know. He, elite, he, he has elite level skill. The problem is, is, can he do it when he absolutely needs to? Does he still well, have the drive and passion? You can, you can answer that question yourself. You've watched him play. We have watched him do it. We have Look, watched him do it. We, have, we watched him do it in like when, the last two minutes of one half. Yes, but dude, all I'm saying, hold on, hear me out on this one. I, this is, I think, one of Aaron Rodgers' most important years in his career. Granted, he's got the accolades already, but this is going to be the year where he either can make a second run and maintain being an elite quarterback, staying in that number, staying in that five, because we all kind of consider the top five to be the elite, and then that's about it. Or he's going to fall out of it because people are going to figure out how to beat him when he doesn't have anybody else to bail him out in the passing game. Now, granted. I think his talent alone is going to carry his team a lot, and they've got a solid fucking running game. I gotta, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Go ahead. Is Aaron Rodgers a Hall of Fame quarterback? Oh yeah. I mean, it's kind of. I'm not even that bad. It's like, I, yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that that's a hard. That, yeah, that's I a mean, hard one to argue. With. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I, but I'll tell you this, and this is just my opinion, and Packers fans won't like it because. Uh, he's won. He has won a Super Bowl. Can't take that away from him. No. He earned it. Everything like that. But he is trending now into that category of doesn't one. win the big game anymore. He's the one and done. Yeah, and there's. I mean, there's been one and doneers. Now, you know, he's he's an elite Hall of Fame one and doneer potentially if he doesn't ever win it again. But I mean, you're talking about a guy who at least the last three years. Has been cons- his team has been consistently the number one seed in the NFC, and they're getting bounced at home in the playoffs. He crumbles, man. He does, I'm telling. He is one of those guys that is literally. He's a he has to make it, but he solely bases his game now on solely just his talent. Like I don't think there's the legitimate like drive and desire in him anymore to go I'm out. Gonna, I'm not gonna lie, boys, and this is this is about. How I how I rate my quarterbacks, but if I got to win one freaking football game, I'm naming at least five or six QBs in the NFL before I get to Rodgers. I mean, yeah, I can. I, I mean, I can't really. Argue I can with agree that. with that. I can agree with that. That that, that philosophy. Yeah, he's a quarterback, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's not. He's not a. He's not one of those clutch guys. He's not yeah. a anymore. He used to kind of be, and then the playoffs would come and kind of would fall off, but. 
I mean, regular season Aaron Rodgers, even if you had him on the ropes, he probably still found a way to bounce back. If, if Aaron if Aaron Rodgers wants to cement himself as a better quarterback than Brett Favre, he needs to at least get to the Super Bowl one more time. He has to. No, no, no. He's already better than Favre. I'm sorry. No, nah, but Favre made it twice. I don't care. Yeah, I mean that's that would be a hotly debated topic amongst Packer fans. Which yeah, one's no, better? I mean, and that's and that's why I'm pointing it out now. Like he's gonna have to do that. In order for any, because otherwise that's that's going to be that's going to be the benchmark, right? Well, yeah, he did all these great things, but Brett Favre at least got us a chance to win a second one. Aaron Rodgers couldn't even get us to the second one. And that's that's going to be the, that's be be the conversation they have. Point to just beef it up, and then you know we can get past it. But Rodgers just had better Packer teams than Favre has. Oh, hundred. Yep. yep. Rodgers has had some absolutely stacked top to bottom teams. Yeah. So I mean, well. We'll see. I mean, the Cheeseheads, you know, up there in Wisconsin, the, obviously the expectation is as high as it could get. It's it's Super Bowl. You're paying Rodgers $50 bucks a year. You've got an elite talent uh, defense. The offensive line is probably a top five unit in the league. Like Matt said, the, the, the backfield is probably a top five backfield in right. the league, Here. maybe even top three combo backfield in the league. You've got the two-time MVP, you know, the big question mark and concerns, obviously, is the pass catchers. But like we said, Super Bowl or bust pretty much, you know, for fan expectation. Now, the final team in the division, Minnesota. This team is interesting to me. And if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, um, I, you know, I know rookie coach Kevin O'Sullivan coming over, you know, from the Rams. But he comes from a winning culture he learned how to do it from McVeigh so I don't think that he's going to have too big of um, a task in terms of learning how to be a head coach in the league they've got elite talent I mean we we don't even have to spend a lot of time on Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook because everybody understands how good those guys are so we'll kind of move past that but but, um, you know for for this team you know, obviously, Kirk Cousins, um, the QB, it's time to put up or shut up, I think, with him. You boys may or may not agree um, yeah. there. But I if, do. You're, if you're a fan of this team, you know, what is what is the expectation for you this year? I mean, you were not a playoff team last year. Um, you know, I don't think it's outside the um, the realm of reason. This team should not be competing for last year. There's no reason why they shouldn't be competing to be a playoff team this year. I'm not going to completely give my hair, uh, you know, hand here, but yeah. I, I, I expect a competitive race for this division. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a quality, that's a quality, um, you know, expectation as a, you know, if you were, look, if you're sitting there as a Vikings fan, I think. Look, like you said, all those reasons for the coaching change and what you're going to get with this new regime, all valid. I think they got to, they've got to take advantage of the pieces of the elite pieces they have on defense while they're still in their prime. Cause some of them are starting yeah. to age out of their prime with, you know, Harrison Smith and Zadarius Smith, you know, they can't keep wasting Daniil Hunter, you know, Elian's fucking 31 too, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They've got they've got elite guys in at their position 
in their primes, but we all know how the NFL is, you know, you're in your prime and then, you know, it start it, it get, you can get out of it quick. So, I mean, Blast, you gotta take advantage gone. of this roster. Um, I think sooner rather than later, if, if we're being honest, because you don't want to give the division a chance to either make up ground on you or separate from you. So, um, with that being said, though, because we kind of we kind of ripped through the four teams in the north now, who in this division would you guys have? Uh, and this is not a prediction or anything, but who do you guys have as the offensive and defensive players of the year in this division? Um, um, if he stays healthy, yeah. I could see maybe Daniel Hunter. Okay. Got that Daniel Hunter love. Um, honestly, yeah. quiet guy to look out for, I think, could actually be Rashawn Gary, too. Yeah, Rashawn Gary was, I mean, he had a breakout year with Green Bay. Yep. Obviously, he showed beast mode tendencies in the playoffs, even though it didn't do them any good as a team. But I, I, I like that pick. That kid's fired up. Yeah he, yeah, he could ball. I mean, he was a former top recruit out of the New Jersey area, you know, obviously a first round pick. So I like, I like that pick. I agree with the defensive side of it. Um, I was looking, I mean, you heard me touch base on, on Detroit's defense to begin with earlier in the segment, but yep. Um, I, I'm a hundred percent behind that one. I, it's hard for me to say anybody other than Aaron Rodgers in terms of offensive, because the sure. guys I mean, that's the, that's the shoe in. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, that would be my, my pick as well. I'll just if say, I had if I had to pick someone else, I I would I would probably say Justin Jefferson. That was my other guy. Yeah, that that would be my number two on the offensive side. But defense, yeah, I like um, I, I, I like Justin against. Jefferson and I like Roquan Smith. Roquan would be my other pick. Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be you know as we wrap up the NFC North here. Like Matt said, I think it's going to be a competitive top to bottom because for a couple reasons. A, I don't think the Packers are going to be as elite as they have been the last two years. I think that the gap has closed a little bit on them just because of some of the losses that they've had, um, but also the improvements of the other team. So I, that is one that is one of the reasons why. The other reason why I think, like we've talked about before with the Bears and the Lions, I think they're going to be pesky enough competitively to, um, you know, like Alex said, I don't think there's going to be another three-win team in this division this year. I think maybe the low man has, you know, at worst five or or six again, like we were talking about with the Bears. But I don't think you're going to have a, a miserable, you know, top three pick type of team in this division. So I think that's going to strengthen the division as a whole and make it a competitive division. Obviously we're not going to, you know, make any predictions. We're going to save that for uh, the predictions and record show down the road. But if you're a fan of the Packers, the bears, the lions uh, or the Vikings, you know, you've got certain things you're going to be looking forward to certain things you're excited about. And just like every normal, you know, football fan, you're going to be nervous and, and skeptical about something as well. So we'll see how the Great White North uh, shakes out this year. Now, we're going to go from where it snows 
to where it really doesn't snow all that much. We're going to head out west, out to the NFC, and uh, where the defending uh, Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams live. And uh, we're not going to start with them, though. We're going to start with uh, a team where there was some news today. Uh, there's been news and speculation drama about it, obviously, and that's the 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the Niners officially, quote-unquote, are allowing Garoppolo to seek a trade. So now it's just a matter of time, really, on um, Garoppolo getting shipped out of San Francisco. That leads me to believe that it's pretty much just a done deal in terms of the 49ers front office and coaching staff that they're handing the keys to the Camaro over to Trey Lance. Um, a, we're, we're going to take a little bit of a different uh, approach here with the 49ers because of the situation. Do you boys think that it is the, the right move to give Lance the keys and see what you got? Or do you think because your team has made two deep playoff runs with Garoppolo and you've pretty much got the roster back intact, you see what you can do with Garoppolo another year. What do you what do you think the right move is here for the Niners? I'm I'm gonna take the lead on this one. Well, okay. No, I'm kidding. Go for it, dude. <laughs> the 49ers made a conscious decision to take Trey Lance over any other quarterback despite where they were picking. Okay. They traded up to the number three pick. To take him. Yep. So that that was that wasn't by accident. It wasn't. Oh, I'm worried. I need to take this guy. You know, it was none of that. They knew who they wanted to get because of the tangibles that he had and the similarities to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think by them giving Garoppolo the nod to seek a trade to another team signals that the team is now comfortable and has seen enough development in Trey Lance over the rookie season and the off season so far that they are comfortable with the team they have surrounding him, that despite his lack of experience, he can still produce a similar or even better result than what Jimmy Garoppolo did for the team. At so I'm going to ask you a question five. real. I'm going to ask you, obviously this is a hindsight 2020 question. This is for Alex before Matt goes. So obviously they traded up those draft picks to get up to number three, to take Trey Lance. This was after Lawrence went one, Wilson went two. Right. If you're the 49ers, though, you trade it up. You only trade trade up, you know, the way that they did all those picks to get a quarterback. I understand the trade logic there. But the next three picks were Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddell. If Trey Lance does not work out, the San Francisco 49ers made an absolutely bonehead decision go ahead Alex that's a question well I know I it, it was on the spot I'm trying to think of my answer here relax relax drama. <laughs> um hindsight 2020 I would have to say if if Trey Lance ends up not being the guy right and is and is basically to uh a... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's what I'm gonna. That's what I have. I mean, to what offer. what level? What level of all time draft? But <coughs> I I wouldn't say it's that that big of a bust. I mean, Are you serious? 
I mean, it's not it's not Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. I get it. Right. I, yeah. I, no, I, that's what I, I mean. When you think of quarterback draft bust, those guys are that. That's. I mean, you got to be that, or at least be comparable to that. I don't think it'll be that bad because it's not like they took him. Right. Trey Lance didn't come out of college as this extremely touted, very overly rated quarterback. Right. The, the the regular draft consensus around him, and we talked about this going into that draft, right, was we know a lot of quarterbacks are going to go early because people are worried that somebody's going to trade up to take their guy. Right. We knew that. Not necessarily because of the talent that they had, but because there was enough teams last year that needed a quarterback that he might not be there and they're going to have to make a decision to do it. So I wouldn't call it that big of a bust. It will set the team back a few years, but they're going – I'm not going to give my, my predictions away for this team. I, I just think that they are comfortable enough so far in his decision that it's not going to be that big of a bust to them. Fair enough. If he ends up not working out. All right. So Matt, the question then for you on the spot then is the, the Niners obviously letting Garoppolo seek the trade. Do you think that Garoppolo is traded? There's a, there's a team out there who's got the need and is willing to pay the cap hit and the trade happens before the season starts to get Garoppolo in there and get him all accustomed? Or do you think that this drags out until an injury happens or a team is uh, really in need of a quarterback? How do you see the Garoppolo trade timeline unfolding? And he's got a 24 million cap hit. So, yep. Personally, I think it just creates more drama for the 49ers. I think it's dumb. I don't think Trey Lance is worth it. And I completely disagree with Alex wholeheartedly You're if allowed to he do misses that. bro the fact that they jumped up to get a guy that shouldn't have been picked there to begin with that's laughable anyways um given given their situation last year though they did dude, their their starting quarterback wasn't healthy he kept getting injured okay here's the thing as much as i've talked trash about jimmy g and i have a lot at the that's end Belichick's of the day baby man that's belichick's baby at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> well now belichick's got <laughs> mac jones yeah, Belichick got him his 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 long lost son now. That's right. Um, at the end of the day, I think Jimmy G is worth holding on to with a team that seems to have injury problems. So why open up that possibility? A. Well, now B, that the cat's out of the bag, you can't keep him. That's the problem. There, I know. The weird thing in the NFL right now, though, there's a lot of teams that made quick. Moves on quarterbacks. Now what are you going to do? You're going to just eat. You're going to take that 24 on top of whatever else you paid for whatever quarterback you thought was going to be the stopgap. There's not how many teams right now legitimately don't have a quote unquote starting quarterback. Well, Seattle. That might be the only one. I mean, they're the big, they're the biggest glaring one. But and and what are, what are they going to do to make a move on it? Well, that, I don't. First of all, I don't know if the 49ers would trade him within the division, so Seattle may not even be too. an option. And that too, you know. So if Seattle's not even an option because they don't want to trade them within the division, then you got to look at other teams where they they've got some other kind of issue, you know. Now does, does other- Atlanta want to do it? Does Cleveland want to do it until they get Watson? You know, here's gotta, the other part of it. Does the steel do the Steelers want to do it? Know that you know they've got a, a rookie QB potentially. I mean. There's questions you could ask, but there's not really anybody who's, you know, jumping out to the front of the line in terms of we got to have Garoppolo because we think we can win this year if we get him. Now, don't get me wrong. 
It could be. It could be a move. Unless you're the Titans. It could be a power move by the 49ers going, we know everybody's jumped on quarterbacks. He's going to be available if possible, but we know he's good enough that if we keep him, we're all right. Now, the problem is, though, is like you said, cats out of the bag. How do you retain him if nobody jumps at him? Odd move. Then you run into a whole other problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Alex said, the cap hit alone is a problem, you know, to have that kind of money as a you know sitting on your bench basically um you know the the browns have the cap space you know um the seahawks have the cap space what i don't understand though is clearly then they've been planning this this is this couldn't have been something they decided yesterday why would you not have said this earlier when there was so many other teams that would have given you so much to be able to offer for it I, i mean the time they did not time it well I don't know. Like, that's why I know I'm like very, it's odd. Yep. No, I got you. They did. The, the 49ers have not done themselves any favor I, in terms of how they've handled their quarterback <laughs> situation. Now, what's I'll great. be honest, yeah. we, we'll I know we're not, up. we're not, um, you know, we don't have the official ruling yet, but like Alex texted yesterday, the speculation and the expectation is that Watson <laughs> is probably going to get an eight game suspension. If you're the Cleveland Browns and you know that, okay, the first half of the year, basically, you don't have your $230 million, you know, former All-Pro QB. You've got Jacoby Brissett because you moved Baker out of there. Do you make a trade and take the $19 million cap hit on a, on a basically a half-year stopgap rental so that you keep your team in playoff co- contention possibly until Watson can get back and get into the rhythm of things. And then you've got Watson starting Garoppolo is his backup, you know, in case Watson gets hurt with his style of play or whatever. (coughs) Do you make that kind of, I mean, that's about as all in of a, of a, you know, home run type of swing as I would have ever seen. I'm going to tell you you something like that. I'm going to tell you if a team does do it, it would be a team to be stupid enough to do it like the Browns. Yeah. I'm just, all I'm, look, I'm just all I'm going to say on this real quick, like. Just saying. They, I, I don't understand the situation they've put themselves in. They're, I honestly don't see how this season's going to go well in any way, shape, or form. Fair enough. There's right, just so, confusion. You know, but anyways, that's a whole. They, but if Jimmy G does go there, then you have a whole, like, how is that going to work? So that's. It's listen. It's not gonna work, and the only reason it's not gonna work is is this one key factor. They're gonna roll with Brissett. They're gonna roll with Brissett because wherever Jimmy G decides he wants to go is going to be because that team has no starting quarterback. Yeah. Now or, or, he doesn't have much leverage. I will say that his no trade clause expired in March. So the team could send them honestly wherever the hell they want to. Yeah. But I think because the relationship has been so good between him and ownership and everything that's gone on in that organization, they're going to at least give him a proper send off to a team that he wants to go to, where they know that he'll have an opportunity to compete. Now I know a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans are probably like, we just need to grab the guy, but you're not getting him. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You won't be able to give up enough for him to get the to get a Super Bowl competing quarterback in your division. 
Yeah, yeah the, the, the Niners are not making that trade. Will right? Like, you know, no matter what they give, I mean, they they would they could offer future ones. It ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're not. Um, the Niners aren't putting their chances of make of winning the division in jeopardy. Right. So I say that to say this. Yeah, Jimmy G really doesn't have much, but the fact that the team has made it publicly known that they have given him permission to seek a trade to another destination tells me that they're giving him the nod that they're going to let him decide where he goes and then they'll work on the financials and the compensation for that. Yeah. That, they're going to they, do what they, the only other problem the other thing with that is then, okay, so who's your, who's your dance partner? You know, who steps <laughs> up to the plate wanting to make that trade? I'm, I don't know. That's, 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 that's going to be the big choice, right? So yeah. wherever he's going to, it's going to be a Russell Wilson situation, right? We're, under the table, the only difference is this is now public. It's not It's not widely known. Like, Russell Wilson popped up out of nowhere and was like, oh, by the way, I'm getting traded to Denver, right? What? Here's, so, here's, here's a crazy yeah. thought I just had, boys, and then we'll move on to the next team in the division. What if, what if the Bucks say, you know what? There's no guarantee we've got anything beyond this year with Brady. Fuck it. Bring Garoppolo into Tampa to be the backup, and then he's our guy once tv 12s Hangs them up. That wouldn't surprise me. Can you imagine if they get reunited? That would. I, on, that would not surprise <laughs> me at all. That would only make sense in this weird thing of Tom Brady's career. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could end up in Miami, though. No. Why not? Well, Miami's definitely all aboard the two. They're two and two. Here's what's gonna happen with two. Miami right now. Miami needs one. Save, Matt, save AFC save. East for next week. Yeah. All right, fine, one. Yeah. Right, there's there's plenty of teams that need it. All right, so. there, there's not though. Okay, well here's here's what I mean, and I'll make it done, and we can jump off this. It's not that there's a bunch of teams that don't have a need at starting quarterback. It's just they're in a situation where they can't make the move to pay a guy like Jimmy G to be the quarterback. It just doesn't fit in what they've already done. Right, of- and the teams that have quarterbacks on rookie contracts, they've they've got quarterbacks that they've invested in they want to see what they got so you know there's just not a lot of people to tango with right now so it's going to make the the whole trade timeline very interesting and i don't think it's a quick deal and obviously it's a distraction going into training camp and it's going to be it's going to be like right before preseason i bet well i mean they've got they've got a month then basically you know actually less than a month three weeks so we'll see now Another team in the division who they don't have a quarterback controversy. They just need to, uh, you know, figure out his long-term extension. That's the Cardinals with Kyler Murray. I think that deal gets done sooner rather than later. But you're a Cardinals fan. You know, you got off to a, a heck of a start last year where they were 11-0 and before they, you know, they kind of limped into the playoffs and then obviously lost in their first round uh, playoff matchup. If you're a a Cardinals fan, you know, Kyler Murray's got all of the, the skills and the talent to be, you know, elite, elite type of quarterback. They've got plenty of um, offensive players around him, a much more veteran offense in terms of skill position guys with James Conner, Hopkins. You know, they traded for Hollywood Brown. They still have A.J. Green and Zach Ertz. The offensive line, in my opinion, is a little underrated. I think they've got some good players. Um, in terms of the, the trenches up front. The defense has got tons of, I mean, just tons of elite talent with Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, I, Isaiah Simmons, you know, 
J.J. Watt, yes, they lost Chandler Jones, but um, they've got plenty of elite um, talent on the defense to be competitive. So if you're a Desert Bird fan, you know, what are the expectations you've got for this team going into the season? My, my expectation, if I was a Cardinals fan, is I, I think it's about time to see um, top to see if we have to see if Kyler Murray is top five elite Kyler Murray or only if Kyler issue I have top 12, you know, very good starting quarterback Kyler Murray. The only issue I have, um, it does get a little we're, we're diving close to record stuff here, but not quite. Um, there's three segment. There's two three game parts of their season, uh, their schedule that are just grueling. Well, I mean, they're in a brutal division, but that that but it's just there's three there's two three game stretches that are going to be incredibly rough. Well, yeah, I mean they've got Rams, it's... Niners, Chargers. Okay, yep. so, yeah, Rams, Niners, Chargers to go right into their bye week, and that goes in their bye week is week thirteen, so they got a long way to go, and they open Chiefs, <laughs> Vegas. Um, yeah, Chiefs, Raiders, Raiders, Rams, Rams. Like, yeah, I mean, if they're not ready to roll, they could be zero three. That that's my point. So that's going to be, I think, the biggest thing that's going to be hinging upon the Murray. This year is going to be absolutely crucial to a point where I, it's I, there's a lot of pressure, and I don't know if he's going to live up to it as much as I like Kyler Murray. Fair enough. It's do you <laughs> think? Do you boys think that he gets the deal done before the season? I don't. No? Okay. I actually – I think they're going to make him prove it. He pitched a little fit, and I think he's going. they're going to be like, all right, well, now you need to prove it. Alex, what do you think the fans' expectations are, and do you think he gets the extension before the season? I think he does get the extension before the season starts, um, only because the team is going to want to focus on what they need to focus on, and that's finding a way to get to the Super Bowl, right? Um, they've surrounded him with enough talent. Unfortunately, he's a small guy, so he's prone to injuries and big ass hits that he's been getting, um, tend to build up. Right. So they do, especially with, I mean, he's, he's not tall, he's thicker, but he's still a small guy, smaller guy. So that is a bit worrisome. I think as a fan base, they have a lot to look forward to because Kyler Murray, I mean, we've been hailing him as, as Russ Wilson 2.0. I mean, he's got elite arm talent. Yeah, so the guy's good. He can put the ball anywhere in the field that he wants to. Deep ball, short ball, running ball, doesn't matter. But he's got legs, right? So his small body frame allows him to hide behind the line. And I think that's what makes defenses worry because you don't know if he's still got the ball or not. He's just too small to see it above the front line. Or you don't know if he's taking off and scooting for 60. Right, and he and he can do that. I mean, realistically, the guy can, the guy can have a, a – a, Four, four, five thousand passing yard and a thousand rushing yard season. He can't. He can do that, and they've put enough pieces around him to be successful. I think. I think in order for the team to to focus on what matters, and that's winning the big game, they have to get the deal done before the season starts. And I think the fan base just needs to. Ex- I mean, they're going to expect at least playoffs, but they need to be. They need to be pushing for Super Bowl. That's what they should be expecting. Yeah, I playoffs think that's for realistic sure. expectations, and I think that you don't want the contract to become a distraction for the season. So, I mean, I think that the the Cardinals front office is going to be pushing to get it done, so that it's so that we're talking about football and not Kyler Murray. 
Exactly. Stuck. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to be the skill guy that's going to bail him out? Who's the skill guy that's going to bail him out? Yeah. Hollywood Brown. Well, I mean, Hollywood Brown's got the the explosive talent, and I mean, when they get a healthy DeAndre Hopkins back, he, he's a you know he's a top ten receiver in the league. I think he's declined. I think he's still there, but I just don't think he does enough anymore to. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got to prove that he's still the same guy. If he's not, then obviously, you know, there's there's some worry there. But they've got listen, enough. Listen, we're talking I mean, about Rondale Moore has got explosive talent. Andy Isabella's a four three slot receiver. Greg Dorch from Wake Forest. I mean, they've got speed to burn everywhere. That you know, that's a Kingsbury run and gun college style offense with the talent that they got. That's where they I'm just at though. He, they need they they need a lockdown. I'm not saying that DeAndre Hopkins isn't still elite level in some ways, but they need a lockdown guy that's going to be consistent because a lot of this is going to just depend on certain matchups on like some kind of element of randomness. And it works in college. It doesn't work the same way in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, they, they've they got to be consistent. That's their biggest thing. They can, they've proven that they can get hot and they can win, but yeah. they've got to be consistent. So we'll see, you know, how that I like translates. Murray. I hope the kid has a good year. I like the kid overall, even though he pitched to fit, but it is what it is. Um, I just don't so, know. I don't know if it works out. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. I mean they got they got a lot of prove it on their plate. And when no I say doubt. that though, I don't want I don't want to add a context either. It does not mean that I think he's like he's not like on a career downhill or anything like that. It's just the situation doesn't work. I got you. Now, obviously, we're going to move on to a team where the situation did work a year ago. That's the defending Super Bowl champs, the Rams. Uh, you know, Maddie Stafford's back. Cooper Cup got the bag. They brought in Allen Robinson. Van Jefferson, former Florida Gator, uh, is stepped up. Um, you know, they've got plenty of all-pro talent on the defensive side of the ball. We don't even need to waste time with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and now Bobby Wagner added to the mix. So, I mean – No idea who those people are. Right. So, I mean, the, the defense the defense is going to be elite. We don't have to waste our time there. We're not even going to waste our time in terms of what the fans' expectations are because the fans' expectations is to win back-to-back. Um, the question I'll pose to you guys, because there's not really a ton to dive into with the Rams, um, at least right now is, you know, you've got Stafford locked up, you know, you Cooper cup is, you know, probably the, the top or, or number two wide receiver in the NFL. Um, he's the, he's this team is loaded. He's the top. If you no, if, he's not. That's fine. He can be the top guy. I don't. <laughs> I don't have an issue whether you want to go yeah. Cup Adams. I. I don't care. Cup Adams, Chase, whatever you want. But knowing how stacked you are, knowing you've got probably the best or one of the best coaches in the league, your your expectation as a fan is Super Bowl. Um, so the the only thing we're going to talk about is with this team. What has you concerned about this team going into the season? Super Bowl Blues. Super Bowl Blues. Okay, fair enough. I mean, Aaron Donald got paid more money on an average annual per year value more than any non-quarterback in the NFL. He's making $30 million bucks. Stafford got a huge bag. Cooper Cup got a huge bag. Ramsey's already the top. Well, now he's the second top paid corner in the league. But, I mean, you're talking about a team that if – I mean, the Rams are trying to compete with the freaking Dodgers in terms of how much money they spend for crying out loud. That's um, it. Uh, so Super Bowl Blues, I think that's fair. I think that um, obviously you've got, they've got a tough division. So the concern there 
is, you know, just not letting that gap between them and the rest of the division um, rivals shrink. Obviously, they've got some key, you know, matchups with their schedule now that they are, you know, the defending Super Bowl champs and, and the division uh, winner. We don't even have to talk about the season opener against Buffalo on Thursday night. That's just going to be a bonkers game. Um <laughs> So, so, you know, Super Bowl Blues, fair. I think um, one maybe minor concern is just, you know, you lose a Hall of Fame offensive tackle in um, Whitworth. You know, Note Boom is going to slide over to left tackle to replace him. Um, Havistein is still there at right tackle. Edwards is still there at, at guard. Um, so maybe there's a little – gel gelling that needs to be done early on in the season. Um, and then the only other thing is, and this is kind of just being a, a nerd, a nerd football fan, but having watched this team enough, it, and if I'm concerned about anything for me, it's Cam Akers fumble problems. <laughs> yeah. I, would... I know Matt loves it because that's a Seminole Matt, you know? Yeah. But that's one of the few guys I just, I can't like, it's a hard guy to uh, say a lot bad about. Um, like I said, there's there's not a lot to nitpick, but that would be me nitpicking. The only other nitpick I would truthfully have is kind of along the same lines of Alex. Is I don't think there's any way that this team isn't going to be elite. Like I, I just that's not happening. So I'm not trying to say that they're going to like fall off a cliff or something. Not right. gonna, they just they work together well. It's clearly. It's scary. Um, but I do think they're a team that will make a slip up and it'll cost them, but it's going to be really late. And I mean, like late playoff late. Um, Fair enough. That would be all I would worry about because it's very, it is just very hard to repeat in the NFL. Um, we, we see teams do it and it doesn't happen that often. No, um, it does not happen often at all. Hasn't happened. God, it's Patriots. Yeah. And I don't know if they're the team that can. I don't see them winning Super Bowl. I'm making that prediction now. I don't care. I know it's early. I'm, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I, well, I, I'll I'll agree with you. And the only and it's not because I don't think the Rams will be good. Oh. I just think that there's there's just the there's a lot of good teams in the NFL. I just think there's going to be that one given day. One team finds a matchup, and it's like we're talking, you know, championship. <laughs> and it's shit. Well, sure. oh well, we almost got there. Yeah, fair Real enough. Close. So we'll uh, we'll get over to the last team. It's it's Alex's um, it's Alex's Seabirds, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, or the expectations is, I mean, it's got to be, you know, re- rebuild mode. Um, there's no way that the expectation realistically from a fan should be a playoff team. I, I would I would think. I think if you're expecting this team with what they've got right now to be. Now, I know they won seven games, but the division is what it is. And with the quarterback situation that they have now, there's no Russell Wilson for the first time in a decade. So there's no way that the expectations should be playoffs, right, Alex? Absolutely not. Um, and I hate to say that because the the Seattle side, I grew up watching them, right? Um, my first NFL game was there. So it's tough to say just has, having watched that team for so long. Um but no, like I'm sorry, you're 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 baby stepping into a rebuild when you just need to dive into a rebuild and you're doing it with the same head coach 
that you yeah. had who has not hey, been able to produce con- anything since you're. Can I make a controversial take, real sure. quick? Go ahead. Hey Seattle, why don't you call the New York Giants and why don't you ask them how well it works when you do baby step rebuilding? Oh yeah, no, I mean whatever, that's fine. The cautionary tale of the New York Giants, Seattle. Do you think though that the reason for the for the um, the tiptoeing into the rebuild and not the belly flopping into the rebuild is the Pete Carroll factor? I don't think it's the Pete Carroll factor. I think it's the DK Metcalf factor. No, I think it's the Pete Carroll factor. I, I really don't because You're Pete kidding. Carroll Pete Carroll no. hasn't done anything since his last his last Super Bowl. But that's but dude, there's like some weird infatuation they still have with Pete Carroll. Well, I mean, once, There's I mean, once nothing... you've got a coach that wins you a Super Bowl, he's always your Super Bowl coach. I mean, you what? can't take that I'm away just, from him. I guess I'm just right. trying to get a point but there, are, is... there are times that you need to move on. And if you're going to signal that the team's moving into full rebuild by getting rid of that Super Bowl quarterback who you had, Look, I'm making a Super Bowl winning head coach, after your Super Bowl running back beast mode leaves, Here's you kind of need to move on from the, all of them. Here, I, I'm not yeah. just I can understand that. All I'm saying is, it's because of Carol. It's the basically, God, this is going to be a, I'm going to catch heat for this one. You're going to yell at me, but whatever. Good. <clears throat> and it's going to be a hot take. So be prepared. So before you, before you go on the top take, take though, Alex's point is that DK Metcalf is kind of handcuffing their <laughs> ability no. to go all in on a rebuild. I don't think that's it. I know, I know it's not I, what you think. That's what I Alex is saying. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's the reason they're being handcuffed. I think the team is handcuffing themselves to Pete Carroll. That's what because, I said. You yelled at me. No. Oh my they're God. handcuffing themselves to Pete Carroll, and they shouldn't be. By yeah, that Pete Carroll I'm factor. T- yeah, it's the Pete Carroll factor. But that's but I okay. So yes, that's what I'm saying because in my you guys are on the same page then. My yes, we I, apparently are. It just took forever to get there. Oh, uh, yeah. I just think the team's worried that they're going to lose fucking We just Metcalf. went through the war and peace version of this agreement. <laughs> Shut up. Shut Dude, up. Reverse. At least it's, reverse not the, it's not the Sheen version. <laughs> it's the reverse. It, it's basically the, the reverse way to happen with the Giants. The Giants handcuffed themselves to Eli, which, hey, whatever, for what it's worth, cool. Um, I'm not diving all the way into that. Terrible decision. I'm just making the point. I'm not diving all the way into it. I'm going to make the point that it didn't work. So you, you heard me say it. Um, Regardless, it's just the reverse. Instead of the quarterback, you're handcuffing yourself to the coach. Um, if it was Metcalf, I think they would have found a way to find any which way to hold on to Russ. Because then you're, that, that's the reason. They're assuming that they can keep some, like, talent just enough. What talent? Not there. They, they are they – are, um, They have no talent. They're 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 basically like it's a team that was so dominant for so long with some like pieces that just didn't make sense sometimes and like they just won weird wacky games. It's just it's come to a head, and they're they're hope they're they're hoping that Pete still has that spark because he's like the players' guy. No, that's I honestly think that's exactly what's happening. They don't, and that's really bad because it's forcing them to make baby steps and not just blowing up the whole thing, which I think they needed to. Sometimes, 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 out of the respect of the old hunting dog, you just got to take them to the field and put them down, and that is <laughs> that is what needs to happen, and is what it is what is not happening. Well, for I'll this tell franchise. you, that's I understand topic. the analogy, and I'll say this: that if you roll into the an NFL season, and 
Geno Smith or Drew Locke is going to take the snaps from center, then you're setting yourself up for a season where you are going to have to take that dog out back and put him down. It's it's like it's like it's like throwing the ball on the one yard line with Beast Mode behind you, who hasn't been stopped all day. Like I, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll end it on this with them. There are individual pieces on this roster that I really really like, but of course, it all it all starts with what we know is the most important piece, and they, by all accounts, are dead last in having that most important piece being the quarterback on the roster. So I'll give you I'll give you one right now and, and Matt will love this one. The Seattle Seahawks would be a better team with Daniel Jones at quarterback than they have right now. Oh I would yeah. I, I, yeah. I agree. I mean they would. Oh man hey, I talked up some Locke. Don't get me wrong. I talked up some Drew Locke, but he ain't it. And oh, like man. I wish he'd get the chance. I just think it's too late now. I've always liked Jacob Eason, but that ship's kind of sailed. Um yeah. Great quarterback room. Yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Like, look, Seattle, I get it. I get it. You still have some elite skill guys. We we, we get it. Or elite-ish. Well, here's the thing. They're going to struggle this this season. This has been the most agonizing downfall, I think, of a good team I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, they they have definitely um, fallen from grace. So, anyway, this this division, um, you know, Obviously, the defending Super Bowl champs are going to be right there. I think the expectation is that um, they probably win it. The Cardinals, you know, uh, competitive challenge, you know, challenge a little bit for it. 49ers, I mean, we got to wait and see if Lance is the guy to know if they're, you know, an uh, an NFL playoff team yet again. Um, So, I mean, the expectations is, you know, this is the Rams for the taking once again. Um, You know, as far as offensive and defensive, players of the year in this division i mean last year was hands down obviously cooper cup and aaron donald is there any reason to think that it won't be the exact same two um uh, i'll give a controversial pick here that's fine and and this this is not a slight to my boy coop do you think that it goes kyler murray or debo samuel i i think it goes kyler murray oh god and and only because I do think that this is the season where we'll see a four to five thousand passing yard, thirty touchdown passing, maybe 10, 12 rushing and a thousand rushing yard season by a quarterback. Who does that? The Cardinals. Hold on. You think? Hold on. Team. Hold on. Yes. I I know we're not at this point in our season yet. Hold on. Alex is saying. 5, I can't let this slide because you call me out on this. Touchdowns. I'm saying you're I'm telling saying, me you think yes. Kyler Murray legitimately have almost five thousand yards or somewhere forty three hundred yards. And a thousand yards rushing. Yes. I mean that's MVP. Wow! I cannot wait for freaking record. He can. He can do it though. That's. A, I'm not saying he's going to, but he has the capacity and the team around him to no, do no. it. So it's not. It's not outside the realm of possibilities when we're talking about who for this division who's going to be the offensive MVP. Right. Oh, it's. Hmm. Mm. I'll I'll stick with the very vanilla ones. I'll I'll yeah, say definitely Aaron, definitely Aaron Donald. Aaron, yeah. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> least Aaron, Aaron Donald is the is the absolute shoe in. I I do think I am going to expect though a couple of jumps from some other defensive players. I think I think Isaiah Simmons makes a huge jump to helping 
the Cardinals. Oh yeah. I I sure. think um you know that I I think a healthy Fred Warner is obviously elite for the 49ers. I mean the 49ers have too. Watt too, you never know. Never know. Yeah. Well, but I mean Bosa. I mean or, so, um, did I say but Bosa? Good I Lord. knew what you meant. Bosa. I knew what you meant. But yeah, the offensive one, I mean like Alex said, I mean Cooper Cup is the is the easy one. You know, uh, Debo Samuel could be one, um, but Kyler Murray's got all the talent for, uh, you know, a, an offensive player of the year type of season. So we'll see. It's going to be, I mean, out West is going to be just a ton of fun to watch, both NFC and AFC when we get to that division as well. Um, it's just going to be a ton going on out there. So if you're a West Coast football fan of Seahawks, Rams, uh, Cardinals or 49ers. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to like, there's, you know, concerns obviously as well. So we'll see how it goes. Now, next week we'll continue on the division dive series. We've still got, um, a, a couple more weeks left to go with the division dive series, but leading up to our, um, our season prediction show, which if you don't know what it is, or if you haven't listened to any of the past ones we've done, in the past years, we go pretty in depth with it. We do uh, exact record predictions of every single team, and then we go through who our division winners are, who our wild card teams are. We go through our exact seeds of the playoff teams that we have. So, what seed they are in the playoffs, and then we predict our. Uh, NFL MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Head Coach of the Year. So we get into all of that. Um, and then basically that wraps up our off-season programming because then the week after that we get right into what everybody loves with this show, which is the weekly picks, the weekly uh, matchup analysis, um, and things like that. So it's it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, we are, what, less than 50 days away from the start of regular season football. We're uh, three weeks away from preseason football. So, I mean, I know the three of us are excited. I'm sure that the fans are excited. Um, so we'll continue the off-season summer programming with the division dive next week when we bring the show. Obviously, there's going to be training camp in full swing so we'll trickle in any relevant training camp news and uh, just overall league news as well so for alex and matt and myself it's been another episode of pound the pigskin where it's all football all the time and we will see you next week